Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. Do not adjust that dial. The conservative Viking will be here in 52 minutes. In the meantime, in between time, this is Mark Aram with a special presentation on WSB Radio. A little fancy pregame show for the Braves-Brewers game. Hitting off at uh, Truist Park in about an hour. We're going to have some fun for the next 60 minutes. Give you extra traffic updates to make sure you get to the ballpark on time. Coming up on the show, uh, Allison Masterangelo from Channel 2 was uh, is at Truist Park. Talked to the Braves manager and some players. We'll talk to her. Nick Green from the Braves TV broadcast is going to join us in the second half hour as well. But we start off the program with intrepid WSB radio reporter uh, Robin Walensky, who I believe camped out at Truist Park last night and joins us there live. How are you, Robin? <laughs> I did, uh, in my sleeping bag with heels on. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So what's going on at the ballpark? It's got to be exciting, right? Yeah, it was super fun. You know, nice for a change to be covering uh, an upbeat story instead of uh, death and destruction, Mark. But a great festive atmosphere. You know that all these apartments that are around the stadium, people are flying their Braves flags from their terraces, which is fun. You can see that. I put that on Facebook. I'll tweet that out. And you've got lots of families here, kids all wearing their jerseys. Some of the little boys have mitts. Just a beautiful day for baseball. I met this uh, one dad. His name is Art. He came here from Auburn, Alabama. He was here in the 9 a.m. hour when I showed up to park. And he's here with his 23-year-old son, Kyle. And uh, this duo, Mark, here, listen to this soundbite. They did not want to uh, sit in those nosebleed seats. Dad's spending the big bucks on the dugout seat. I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty happy. You have a good father here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He says it sent him back about, what, 500, Dad? Yeah. Yeah, that's about it. You think it's worth it? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so he's sitting in the Erickson seats, not the Clark Howard seats, is what you're telling me. Correct. <laughs> and um, I think I'm going to go get a seat, one of the Clark Howard seats up in the nosebleed. But you know what? Every, you know, you've been to the stadium, Mark. I've been to the stadium. I actually used to live here at the Battery. Every seat Ooh. is a good seat. And um, it's just a lot of fun, you know, people having a hot dog. This is, you know, your all-American day here in Cobb County. Lots of drinking going on, also lots of security. And a parking next to me, I mean, the parking is unbelievable. Most people being dropped off. I'm in an area uh, where the police have let me park because of, uh, you know, our status here at the radio station. But people are being dropped off by Uber and Lyft, which is really the best way to get up here and then just walk from there. Indeed. Uh, Brewers, Braves, game three of the series at Truist Park, one o'clock uh, first pitch, which means, Doug Turnbull, theoretically, you could go to the game and still get to uh, Peachtree to Cab for the liftoff of the Skycopter. Are you heading to the game today, my friend? 
uh, no, sir, I got to be on duty to, you know, <laughs> I got to be on duty. All right, I, I, we get off. I, I start my traffic shift at 2.30, so I can go uh, catch a couple of innings. But you know how the traffic is, even during the game, is going to be rough. It's certainly getting there and back. So got to be there full effect for the whole traffic. Robin Walensky, 1 p.m. first pitch. You know, a lot of Braves fans are working. Uh, does that does the early start seem like it's uh, tempering the the fan uh, output there, or, are we, or is this going to be a full house at Truist Park today? No, this is this is a full house, Mark. I mean, you know, you got a lot of people playing hooky, if you know what I mean. A lot of kids out of school for the day, dads and their sons, full families I've seen here with the kids. A lot of people driving in from Alabama. Literally nine out of the ten sound bites that I have this morning are people from Birmingham and people from Auburn. <laughs> I'm going to have to go find some uh, Atlanta folks, but people coming in, especially in the 9 a.m. and the 10 a.m. hour when I was here and trying to find a place to park myself. This is like a big family day with lots of security and beautiful weather. And I think the one o'clock start is actually good because then it'll be over before the rush hour, kind of. WSB's Robin Walensky here uh, joining us live from Truist Park. This is Mark Aram with a special presentation of WSB Radio, a Braves pregame show. Uh, Braves Brewers series tied at one. Uh, probable pitchers today, oh, guaranteed pitchers, uh, Ian Anderson for the Braves, Freddie Peralta for the Brewers. Coming up in the second half hour of this broadcast, we're going to talk to Allison Masterangelo and Nick Green talking about the X's and O's and, and what keys to the games uh, might be held here. Uh, but obviously, Doug Turnbull, Ian Anderson, uh, you know, phenomenal young pitcher and has just been lights out in the postseason in his young career. And, and so I, I, you were reading my mind. I pulled up his postseason stats before we started. And if you look at the regular season this year, he had some injuries, but his last couple of starts, he really ramped up. It's like he was getting ready. Postseason career stats last year, he was just sparkling 2-0 and with a .96 ERA. Uh, that's, that's not sustainable maybe over a large body of work, but in four games, he's pitched 18 innings and struck out 24 in the postseason. So uh, struck out 24 in the postseason. So uh, we look for some of that today, and we're going to need it, Mark, because this has been a pitcher's duel type of series. Every run you give up, is like, it's like giving up two or three runs because the the offense and, and the playoffs right now for both teams has been a little bit on the struggle. All right. Uh, thanks, Doug. Robin, check back in with us. If uh, anything noteworthy comes, I'll keep the hotline open, and, and you have a, okay. you have an open line to come uh, chat with us, buddy. All right. Sounds good. All right. Now, a lot of, you know, Robin has talked to a lot of folks from out of town. That's the beauty of Braves country, Deborah Green, is that there are Braves fans all over the country, and I credit TBS for that, obviously. That's Play- what I was going to say. Growing up, we always got to watch yeah. Braves games, too. I remember 1991 buying a Braves hat in New York and wearing it because of that magical season. Uh, but a lot of uh, out-of-towners headed to Truist Park, and a lot of locals may be going to Truist Park for the first time. As you know, Deborah Green, the, the number one thing I think of when I go to the ballpark is food. Uh, so we have a food expert on the show, our buddy Steak Shapiro from Atlanta Eats. Steak, how are you, buddy? I'm good, buddy. You know, I, I I used to have a sports expert moniker, too. Now it's just like, let's talk to the food guy. Forget about 25 years of sports, but that's okay. We'll get to, um, we'll get to the sports, but, I mean, food I, I, is, is king. You might be the only person yeah. that's eaten at the battery more than I have. For, fo- for folks that are going for the first time, any suggestions yeah. on what to nosh on before, during, or after the game? Well, let's just say that I've traveled the country, and... Uh, I don't know there's a better setup than what the Braves have put together at the Battery. You know, it started with a great buzz a few years ago. It's only built from there. Um, obviously, last year, the COVID thing it hit like a ton of bricks, and, and they've come back with flying colors. All the restaurants there are doing amazing. 
And, and it's really become the entertainment district of the whole city for a lot of young people. Like the Battery, it's not just game day that it's packed. It is packed year-round. This season had the biggest attendance in history. And the best thing about it, it's open container. There is every imaginable type of food from high-end steakhouses to Jewish delis like Goldberg's the finest pizza in the city, an Antico pizza, great sports bar in, in, in Yard House and Sport and Social. You got wine bars, you got uh, ethnic food, multicultural. They've done a unbelievable job there, really, of just setting you up. The, the, there is no time. I don't care if it's a 7.30 game, you get there at 11 a.m., you're not there too early. I mean, they have every thing you could ask for at the battery. Steak Shapiro from Atlanta Eats joining us on the Mark Aram Show, uh, giving us some food tips for folks heading to the 1 p.m. first pitch Braves-Brewers Game 3 of the National League playoffs. Uh, should should folks fill up before they go into the park if they do have tickets, or should they save some room for some ballpark food? Uh, no. You, listen, <laughs> I, I think the Braves would tell you the magic of the battery in the Braves games is what happens before and after the game. So let me just give you a few tips. Um at what I think is the all-star lineup for the battery. First off, uh, absolutely the the San Gennaro pizza in Antico Pizza, the finest pizza maybe in our city. Line will be long, but it'll move incredibly fast. That's the uh, fresh Chicago sausage, red pepper pizza from uh, Antico, one of the finest pizzas in the country at Antico Pizza. So say the San Gennaro, also Super Rica Ford Fries Mexican restaurant, numerous ones in the city. They have a steak fajita that's, I mean, huge slices of strip steak and a great queso and awesome chips and salsa at Super Rica. They got a fried chicken Reuben right across the way at Goldberg's. They cut it up into quarters and hand those out like little, you know, uh, treats to folks. I would just sample. <laughs> you know, I, I get to that kind of situation. I get a sensory overload, but I, I check all those places out. Fox Brothers does a great job at the Terrapin Tap Room. So if you want to check out the best barbecue in Atlanta, one of the spots, Fox Brothers has that at the Terrapin Room. And then um, just uh, high-end Cialis does a good job. That's Linton Hopkins. So you're talking about, Mark, you know this. Like some of the greatest chefs in our city have set up shop, and some of the best brands have set up shop uh, right there at the Battery and the Garden and Gun Club, another great spot. So you know they got sports bars, they got high-end steaks, they got every combination. And again, the open container. I'd grab a drink and keep walking after the game. Go watch more playoff baseball in any of the sports bars. But they have taken culinary to the next level at the battery sounds like the the world's greatest food court there cooking at the battery steak shapiro atlanta eats you better follow him folks uh on twitter at steak shapiro and on instagram uh love the expert insight um and you know what i I heard you've done some sports so game four we'll get you on to talk sports and food how's that all right, and listen, there's two, as my kids say, you don't have a real job. You talk about sports and eat out at restaurants, and I agree with them. It's good to not have a real job, and good luck to the Braves. We'll talk before game four. Indeed. There you go. Steak Shapiro from Atlanta eats everybody. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Don't worry, Erickson fans. He's coming up at 1. Uh, he's allowing me the airwaves to preview this big Braves Brewers series and give you extra traffic reports heading to the park. 404-872-0750. Back after this. little ominous music for the Brewers if uh, Freddie Peralta is listening to the pregame show. We got you, buddy. 
Welcome back, Mark Aram. In for Eric Erickson until 1 in the p.m., then Erickson will rejoin us. Why the special broadcast? Because special stuff going on in Atlanta today. Braves Brewers Game 3, Truist Park. First pitch coming up in just a minute. Pat joins us in Woodstock. Pat, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. How are you? Oh, hey, Mark. Hi. I just had to call in. I'm in my 70s now, but that wonderful year where Sid slid and all that. Do you, what year was that? What was your 91. 91. Oh, thank you. Yes. Okay, yeah. 91. So here we are, I guess 30 years. Oh, my goodness. I know. Okay. So my, but we still were the oldest ladies. My best friend and I, we spent the night at the old Fulton County Stadium. And, um, oh, my gosh, it was so electric. And we were the oldest, some of the oldest ones, and we spent the night and stayed in line. And then um, we actually got to go to the um, the game where Sid slid. Wow. And I remember Andy Van Slyke. We sat right above Barry Bonds, and we were watching Andy Van Slyke. And then when Cabrera hit that, that I know you remember this. Were you there? I was not. I was in uh, in New York in college, but I do remember oh, watching oh my it. Gosh. That's yeah. right, you. That's right. That's right. Okay, so then Andy Fence, like who I just saw on the radio, what, what, you know, he was so cocky and everything. And then uh, when they lost, he actually, there's a picture of it. I know he sat down and put his head down. Oh yeah. And, we, and you could never hear. Oh, we heard, famous we could, picture, famous picture you know, of Andy Fence. Oh like. my gosh, and we saw. So that Pat, live. are you gonna are you gonna recreate the magic thirty years later? Are you going to the game today? No, but I would love to. I'm going to watch it, of course, in a minute on the TV. But that was so much fun. But what is so hilarious, and I'm sure everybody remembers this, the bathrooms the next morning when we spent the night. Oh, my goodness. That was <laughs> Listen, Pat, Pat, people are having lunch right now. Come on. Come on, buddy. I'll tell you what, Pat, you, along with other listeners, could win tickets to tomorrow's game. I'll be giving away tickets to uh, Braves Brewers Game 4 this evening on my show, Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aaron from 4 to 7 p.m., so make sure you tune in. Doug, I'm looking at the Triple Team Traffic Alerts app, and Dag Nabbit, there's already red on 285 heading to the Vinings. You've obviously uh, flown over Truist Park and all the routes in and out heading to the ballpark. Uh, you know, an afternoon game presents some difficult challenges for commuters. So in 2019, which was the last time we had playoff baseball at Truist Park, I drove to one of those games, took the afternoon off, and it took a long time to wade through that traffic. And I tried to leave an hour and a half or two hours before the game. Certainly now as we're nearing game time, 285 is, I don't want to say slammed like dark red, but it is below the speed limit both ways for several miles trying to work over to 75. And the worst part of 75 is south out of Marietta. The great thing, Mark, versus Turner Field and Truist Park is – Turner Field had one big funnel that got into it. Truist Park is like a big bicycle spokes. It's got it's got all sorts of ways in and out, so that helps diffuse the pain. Every Braves game I've been to at Truist Park, I have not driven. I have yet to drive and park. I'm I'm, I'm rideshare, uh, drive with a buddy, get dropped off. I have not. Uh, I have no input uh, when it comes to parking. Getting to the Braves game, I've always taken Uber or Lyft to get there. That that might be the best way, easiest way uh, for folks yeah. right now. It, and there is a designated Uber and Lyft drop-off and pickup point, too, so they're not just dumping people off in all these different spots. There's a spot that's right in the battery or right on the north side of the battery near the Coca-Cola Roxy, if I'm not mistaken. I think that'd be the north side of the park that, that does that. So they, they've really thought this out, as has the Falcons and Mercedes-Benz Stadium down at State Farm as well. At, 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 they've all thought this out to make sure that people can get there in and out the best. But I'm telling you, Truist Park are the ones I've been to and certainly versus Turner Field is a lot easier to get in and out of. Doesn't mean it's easy, though. Yeah, indeed. So download that Triple Team Traffic Alerts app. Veronica Rell's going to have an update for you in just a couple minutes. And talk about sports, Longoria. 
What a weekend for uh, Atlanta sports. For the Falcons go to England and win. Yeah. That was great, watching uh, uh, football in the morning while eating uh, eggs and bacon. We said it was because they had a full English breakfast before they took the field. I do love the full English with the beans and yep. uh, yeah, all that stuff. Got that. And that uh, was, you know, the lowest rung on the sports ladder. Your Georgia Bulldogs, as you heard right here on your Home of the Dogs, now the number one yes. ranked team in the nation after the butt whooping they put on Auburn. And how about Alabama losing? That was fan. That I might have been happier about Alabama yes. losing than Georgia winning. Me right, too. correct. There's a lot of A and M fans now, right? It, it oh my A&M. god, yeah, yeah. That, that was fantastic. So for the first time, I think since 2008 preseason poll, your Georgia Bulldogs are ranked number one in the nation unanimously. Longoria. Do you know what that means? I do. Okay, good. Everybody. Deborah was going to explain to you if if you didn't know what that was. So what a a sports weekend. Dogs number one. Falcons win across the pond. And how about the Atlanta Braves taking on Milwaukee Brewers coming up in about 30 minutes. When we come back, we're going to go back live to Truist Park. Our buddy Allison Masterangelo from Channel 2. Talk to some Braves players and coaches today. We'll check in with her. And uh, Nick Green from the Braves TV broadcast is going to join us as well. And uh, your lovely Braves fan calls. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. Welcome back to the program. Special broadcast here on WSB Radio. A little Braves pregame show. Braves Brewers. Game three at Truist Park coming up in about 30 minutes. We got you covered with extra ballpark traffic to get you there on time. First half hour of the show, we uh, talked to Steak Shapiro, gave us some uh, great food tips for folks that are heading to uh, Truist Park and, and want to dine in. Robin Walensky joined us live as well. Uh, she talked to a lot of Braves fans pre-gaming it at uh, the Battery in, in preparation for the big game three at Truist Park, uh, obviously having some fun. I think they're going to win. I think it'll be closer than he thinks, but. <laughs> what do you think it's going to be? I think it'll be about 6-4. Six, 6-4. Four. Six, four. Okay, and then they'll be ahead 2-1. Yep. Predictions for the rest of the series. I think they'll win tomorrow. Close it. Yeah, uh, so all right, optimistic Braves fan there thinking they're going to win 6-4. to four. Obviously, uh, this is a big uh, game. It's it's called the rubber match, Deborah Green. Do you understand? Have you ever heard that terminology? I have heard that yes. term, yes. I never understood that when my dad was like, oh, it's the rubber match. When I was what does that kid. mean? I don't know what that means. I don't know. It's like the, the tie-breaking game. Oh, I got you, I got you, I got you. <laughs> you know, uh, so it's the rubber match. Uh, it, it should be a pitcher's duel. Freddie Peralta, uh, who at times has been lights out for the Brewers this season, takes the mound for the Brew Crew. And uh, Ian Anderson, one of my favorite Braves, is towing the rubber for uh, Atlanta and Ian Anderson. He's young. Uh, this is this was his rookie season, but he pitched in the postseason last year and was lights out. So I have I have no uh, worries about Ian Anderson having uh, postseason butterflies. Joining us live from Truist Park from Channel Two Action News, our buddy Allison Masterangelo. How are you, Allison? <laughs> Hey, good. How are you? I'm so excited. We got an afternoon playoff game at Truist Park. I know you've been at the park all day uh, talking to the coaches, talking to the players. What's the uh, feeling right there inside the park? Oh, I mean, well, first of all, this place is a sellout today, and it is packed. I mean, what better way to have, you know, I guess a lot of kids are off for the holiday uh, to watch a great playoff game. And if you remember last year, they weren't able to have the full crowd here so they are so excited to just be able to welcome all these fans back here to get that real home field advantage and all the guys are confident they're loose they're still having fun uh they didn't take any bp that we saw out on the field 
Uh, but a lot of them were getting their reps in, like Ozzy, Freddie, Dansby, uh, Austin Riley were getting their warm-ups on the field with Ron Washington. Saw a lot of the, the pitchers out on the field warming up. Um, so, yeah, they're confident. They're ready to go, and they're kind of right in the perfect spot, right? They're back home series side, and hopefully they can take care of business. Uh, Ian Anderson, 9-5 and five with a 3.58 ERA uh, this season, and I mentioned what he did last year in the playoffs. Uh, no no rookie nerves for Ian, right? He's going he's to be confident taking the mound today. Yeah, absolutely. I haven't had a chance to talk with uh, Ian uh, at all, but I did talk with Brian Snicker about him today. And I was just like, you know, what? What? remember the time last year, right, where Ian was making his postseason debut, and it, there were just so many more nerves. And this year, I was like, what's the difference that you've seen in him? And he said he's really just grown so much, even just throughout this year and the adversity that he's faced with the injuries. And with Ian Anderson, he knows that he's going to be out. This moment won't be too big for him at all. Uh, like you said, I believe it's his fifth postseason start first this year. So I hope you on the mound very confident, uh, especially after the performance of Max Freed on Saturday. Allison Masterangelo joining us uh, live from Truist Park from Channel 2 Action News. Obviously, uh, a tough act to follow. What Max Freed did in Game 2 was that's the stuff legends are made of. That was an amazing performance by the lefty. Absolutely. I mean, you forget how young these guys are, too. And you can't dismiss what Charlie Morton did. He was also dealing out there. He just, you know, had one bad pitch, and the Braves offense couldn't really support him. I mean, it's crazy to me to think about the the teams this year and what they've gone through. But pitching-wise, they're way more stacked compared to the team last year. And that's what also makes this matchup really interesting with the Brewers because they are pretty evenly matched when it comes to pitching. The bullpen's a little bit different. Um, but the Braves offense, I think, has the upper hand if they can keep hot and keep going. And I asked just Orlando Arcia. Uh, he played with the Brewers. He's in that Brewers organization. I actually covered Orlando, I don't want to say my age, but probably seven years ago when he was in Colorado <laughs> first Sky Sox. Um, so it's cool to be covering him now. And I just said, does it give you any bit of advantage? Like, you know, these, these pitchers, you know, you're facing them. You used to play with them. Uh, and, he, you know, he gave me a little bit of a generic answer saying there's not too much of an advantage, but he does kind of know some of these pitching tendencies, and um, he's able to kind of communicate that with his teammates. Game three at Truist Park, Braves, Brewers, Freddie Peralta, Ian Anderson. Allison, I was looking at the lineup card that the Brewers put out, and uh, Eduardo Escobar not starting at third base. He's one of their best hitters. Do we know what's going on there? No, I haven't uh, seen or heard anything on that end at all. Um, so I'm going to have to see when I get back in the press box if I get an update on that and I can tweet it out. I haven't seen anything, but that is a big loss for the Brewers. Um, but no, I have not seen or heard anything yet at this time. I will say this, right? We all know about um, the relationship between Brian Snicker and um, Bobby Cox, the former manager. And I asked, you know, this is an interesting scenario, right? Uh, last night, we didn't know what time the Braves game was going to be until after the Houston White Sox game. So they were either playing at 1 o'clock, which they are now, or it could have been 4 o'clock if the Astros won. And Snickers told us today that it was kind of a unique situation because they had to have, like, kind of two scenarios ready to go depending on what time they were playing. He told me he sat down with Bobby Cox for a few hours yesterday, and he asked Bobby if he had experienced anything like that in all of his careers as a manager, and he said, no, like you knew what time you had to go to the ballpark, and that was it. So it's kind of interesting that they had to stay up late to know what time that they were going to play the game. And just on top of that, I followed up with it to college Bobby doing, and he said he's doing great, and he's so excited. He's watching all the playoff games and postseason, and he's very excited for this Braves team. Uh, generations of Braves families coming together. That is, for, yeah. I, I mean, I went to bed last night not knowing if we were going to do this game at the par at this the uh, the show at the park or not. Uh, but, you know, it, it is what it is. 1 p.m. first pitch, it's a sellout. 
The Braves crowd uh, is going to be uh, raucous, and hopefully they'll uh, they'll provide a victory for us. Allison, enjoy uh, your your afternoon game at Truist Park, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate it. The weather is magical out here. It doesn't feel like October baseball for me. It feels warm. I'm in shorts, so it feels great. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate it, Allison. Have fun, buddy. Thanks, yeah. All right, we're in for Eric Erickson special broadcast here on WSB Radio, uh, previewing the uh, Braves Brewers Game Three at Truist Park coming up in just a couple of minutes. Freddie Peralta and Ian Anderson could be a pitchers duel. Uh, I know one guy that would have gone yard on both of these. Uh, former Brave Nick Green now with Bally, uh, Sports South. Nick, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thanks for the intro. Not sure I could go yard, <laughs> but. Uh, I could talk about it at least. Uh, Freddie Peralta at times this season has been dominant. Um, ran into some, uh, you know, struggles later in the year, maybe because he's throwing more innings than he's accustomed to. Uh, which Freddie Peralta do you think the Braves are going to be facing tonight? This afternoon, it, rather. It, yeah, it's tough to say because when you go to the playoffs, a lot of times you can wipe away anything that happened in the regular season. Um, I'm a guy who likes to look at what have you done lately? Have you been swinging the bat well, have you been throwing the ball well? And I feel like that can kind of carry over. So with Freddie Peralta, I think the tough thing about him is he's fastball heavy and has a good slider, but he has good deception. And I think that's the key for him, throwing the fastball up in the zone. He's a different look than Woodruff. He's a different look than Corbin Burns. So guys are going to have to really figure out how to get on top of the fastball against him today. And they haven't had success against him this year. I believe he threw six shutouts against the Braves earlier in the year, something like that. So it's, it's not going to be an easy matchup uh, at all. And, again, the Brewers have really good pitching, and they showed that the first two games of the series. You have another tough one in Peralta today. Former Brave Nick Green joining us on the Mark Aram Show. If, if Freddie has a Freddie Peralta, that is, has an Achilles heel, control can be an issue at times for him. Do you think uh, Snid and the, and the coaching staff – telling the Braves hitters, you know, be a little patient with this guy. Work him into the count a little deeper. It would be nice, but I don't know if that's <laughs> uh, what they're going to do. I mean, I say this all the time, like be patient against certain guys because if they try to nibble around the corners and they don't hit their spots, you're going to get a good hitter's count. Uh, Freddie Peralta could be that guy today that it gets, especially early on, struggles to find command. But the Braves hitters are so aggressive. And we saw that in game one with the Ozzie Albies. I don't want to harp on it, but Ozzie Albies double play. He swung at a 1-0 pitch from Corbin Burns that was inside off the plate, first and third, nobody out. That's kind of what you're going to get from this Braves team. So I'm hoping that uh, early on at least they try to be a little bit patient to kind of see where Peralta's command is. Uh, but if he's throwing strikes, you know they're going to swing. Ian Anderson on the other side of the coin, he, he, he you know, great pitcher, great postseason last year, had a very good year this year. His off appearances uh, can be linked to his command, not being able to find the plate consistently with that amazing changeup. Uh, what have you seen lately from Ian, and, and what do you expect for him today? Well, everything's gotten better the last two starts. It, there was a time there, um, early September, where he was really off, and he couldn't find his changeup, which is something we've never seen from him. Now, granted, what has he been a big leader, like 18 months or something like that? <laughs> so I think we're expecting a little bit too much from him at times. But the experience last year in the playoffs can be big for him. The last two starts have been way better. I would love to see him command all three pitches, but I don't know if that's really what we should expect from him. As long as he has a good changeup, he's able to go down with the fastball instead of just up. If he can go up and down with the fastball, essentially two pitches, and then he pitches off that with the changeup, then he'll be fine. Uh, but I would love to see that curveball be more effective too 
if you go back to early September when he didn't have the changeup, there were a couple starts where his curveball is really good. And you sit there and say, okay, well, this guy's got three really good pitches, but he can't command them at the same time. If he could command all three today, that'd be outstanding. But I expect a good fastball changeup combination from Ian. Nick Green from Bally Sports South joining us on the Mark Aram Show. One lineup change for the Brewers, uh, Escobar, third baseman, out. Uh, Urias is going to start at third. Is that, is that because of defense? Did something happen to uh, Escobar? Do we know anything about that, Nick? I don't know anything about that. Um, I just saw the lineup just, what, like 15 minutes ago. But um, Urias, is, he's a guy that struggled defensively a little bit. So I don't know if it would be a defensive thing. Uh, we saw Escobar play first base in game two. So I'm not real sure what's going on there, if there's a matchup situation. But uh, not having Escobar in there is, is definitely a benefit to the Braves because that guy can hit. He's a good player. He knows what he's doing. He's a veteran guy. And um, just having him out of the lineup is big for the Braves. Finally, and perhaps most importantly, Nick, um, you've been to the battery more than anyone probably. Um, <laughs> folks that are going there before the game or after the game or during the game, any food recommendations for the, uh, for the people headed to Truist today? Well, I always go to Antico for coffee and uh, and pizza. Coffee. The other day, I thought Yard House was pretty good. Um, So, yeah, and also Terrapin is great, too. So, I like Terrapin's wings. I like Antico's pizza. And, yeah, the other day at Yard House, I had uh, some pretty good orange chicken. A little bit of a shocker (laughs) for me, but I had it. It was pretty good. Just to recap, you you drink coffee and eat pizza. Are you 90 years old, Nick? What what are you doing? (laughs) I feel like I am at times, yeah. (laughs) And right now I'm drinking a V8 energy drink, too. All so. right. You, and V8 coffee and, and pizza. Nick Green, 93 years old, joining <laughs> us on the program. Nick, I really appreciate it, buddy. Uh, let's, let's get a win in game three, my friend. You got it, man. Thanks. There you go. Nick Green, former Brave, former Dodger, former Yankee, former Red Sox, former Marlin, currently now uh, doing Braves coverage on Bally Sports South. Hell of a guy. And uh, a hell of a commentator. All right, we'll finish up this special presentation on WSB Radio. Braves pregame show, Game 3 at Truist Park, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. If you want to check me out on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Mark Arum, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. The atmosphere here, awesome. The folks who live in the apartments surrounding the stadium hanging Braves flags from their terraces. Lots of families here all wearing their matching Braves jerseys. Some kids with their mitts on hoping to catch a fly. Robin Walensky live from Truist Park. Welcome back to a special edition of the Mark Aram Show. Uh, Eric Erickson's coming up right after this broadcast. So you hear Eric from 1 to 3. Then we are back on from three, uh, 4 to 7 p.m., uh, and I'll be giving away Braves tickets to Game 4, Deborah Green. We have one pair to give away. One pair to give away. Game 4 of the National League Division Series. Uh, Dave O'Brien from The Athletic tweeted out, confirming that today's a sellout and very limited seats available for Game 4. So your only chance to go to the park might be if you tune into the show today and, and listen. And we're going to play Millennial Match Game. Johnny Cabasa has got a fast food review. And hopefully we'll be talking about a Braves victory. Uh, National League Division Series Game 3. Freddie Peralta, Ian Anderson, uh, first pitch just minutes away here uh, in Atlanta. And uh, the other game that's scheduled has been rained out. The Astros-White Sox game has been rained out. Uh, Longoria. You sure that wasn't last night when it got rained out, when they got 
skunk 12 to 6? Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That was, uh, I would t- watch it until about 6, 9. I was like, oh, okay, they may come back. And then I woke up 12 to 6. Yeah, tough day for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Texans had a, had a oh. win. They, they, were, they were about to win. <laughs> I know. They were about to beat the Patriots. I know. Uh, what no, are you going to do, Longoria? It up. It's a, it's yeah. a, well, you know, root for the Braves. That's, yeah. that's what you got to do. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, hopefully the Braves Maybe will. Maybe they'll, they'll, they'll hopefully win, and I'll have a win under my belt this week. Yeah, um, I like their chances today. Uh, I have a lot of faith in Ian Anderson. He When he is on, he is virtually unhittable. And Freddie Peralta is pitching for the Brewers. When he's on, he's unhittable, but he hasn't been on lately. Uh, you know, has had issues with control. I like the Braves' chances. Because if Freddie Peralta is, is issuing walks, Longoria, mm-hmm. all you need is, you know, one homer from Freddie or Riley yeah. Yeah. or Swanson. And, you know, all of a sudden it's a 3 nothing game. So I'm I'm very confident. Yeah, I'm very confident. It should be <laughs> because and and let me just say for the record that I'm rooting against the Boston Red Sox. Oh, who wouldn't? The, like... the Tampa got screwed yesterday. <laughs> in Everybody that game. Oh my them. God! I cannot. Well, Chris Camp. Well, yeah, my he'd be the only one. Is, yeah, so I gotta and Chris Egan, my other boss, oh, is Red Sox. I didn't so know that. Hopefully yeah. they're not listening. But uh, go Tampa. I'd love, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go Tampa. I would love to see a Tampa Atlanta uh, World Series because then I mean we could drive back and forth to the games. Yeah, you know that's drivable. Mm-hmm. You're not driving Longoria, but uh, well, you can drive. Did we I'll, get down there very fast. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> In one piece or yeah, two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, just getting down there is the is the thing. Yeah. yeah interesting. Um, all right. So uh, again, Game Three in the National League Division Series. Game Four tomorrow, and I will have a pair of tickets to give away during my show tonight. Uh, this afternoon from 4 to 7. And you're going to need us this afternoon as well because we're going to be coming on as the Brave games end, the Braves game ends. So traffic's going to be really rough in that northwest quarter along Truist Park and I-285. Do we still have Doug Turnbull with us? Sir. Hey, Doug, uh, real quick, we got about a minute. Uh, what can we expect traffic-wise after the Braves game? Yeah, I think the same areas that slow now are going to get slow again. And then also just remember, it'll be more leaving 75 this time as opposed to getting to it on 285. And then that traffic leaving the park when it mixes in with the 75 north traffic heading home today. Even though it's a bank holiday, 75 north is going to be rough in Marietta after 4 p.m., rougher than the normal Monday. You're a bank holiday. <laughs> All right, so listen. So folks that aren't going to the game that, that are just going to be driving home this afternoon, 75, more than 285 will be impacted by folks leaving Truist Park. It's going to mix into the normal 75 north pattern, and then the traffic leaving the park is also going to get on that outer loop, 285 south, and go into Vinings and Smyrna, whereas it's coming toward the ballpark now, and on 285 north, it's going to be heading away from 75 and going down towards South Cobb Drive and mix in with the normal rush hour flow right. there. Well, I'm sad you're not going to go to the game, Doug, but uh, I feel good about this. I feel good. I like Ian Hey, Anderson. we're playing with house money, buddy. We shouldn't be too disappointed if the Braves' postseason ends earlier than we want, considering how we felt back in July when we lost to Cunha. I'd say right now there's a lot a lot of swag and low pressure. A lot of swag. Turnbull's got triple team traffic during Atlanta's news and talk with Mark Aram. I'll be back on the air from 4 till 7 p.m. And again, giving away a pair of Braves tickets to game four of the National League Division Series. In the meantime, in between time, we'll continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. When we come back after news, weather, and traffic, the conservative Viking Eric Erickson right here on 95.5 WSB. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. 
That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. 